Fleck. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Over the Bridge podcast. Um, I'm Bilal. We, we're joined with the full cast here today. You know, this bra- is wicked. Bra- it's been a long it's time. Been good, you know, man. It's, it's actually so been, good to be back. It's been like the longest. I actually don't remember the last time I recorded an episode with all four of you. Well, all three of us. A long time. Literally a long time ago. Yeah. Like months ago. Yeah. I've missed this, you know. I've missed it. Still. Anyway, that's uh, a whole, you lot just sat there. Like, no, okay, on my ones. On my ones. I missed it as well. I missed yeah. it as well. Patrick gave me that smile like, I was having a good time, you know. <laughs> not, not seeing you. Do you know what it was? It was like no one had to fight over that seat. That's what it was. Yeah, so, yeah I'm, I'm cool. sitting in Tommy Dyer's seat today. So I've kind of just just walked right in with the confidence, boy. Anyway, yeah. um, how's yeah, everyone been? You want all the smoke today, son. I, you know, I know you're coming for me, you know. Yeah, yeah, you guys for... coming with that like, sun already, like he's just preempting the, the topic <laughs> of the, the podcast. Um, we got, yeah, da- got Tommy Dye in the studio today, I'm innit? I'm good, I'm good. We'll, we'll talk about the Tommy Dye name later on. You get me with the what we're talking about oh, yeah. still. That's yeah, true. yeah. You man will understand. That's true. You get me. So. But yeah, I'm sorry to yeah. our listeners because I know a lot of people have been like, Where are you lot gone, man? Where did you go? Yes. Does anyone want to explain why we went? Well, but like, just, you've been living out of a suitcase. I've been yeah. living out of a suitcase. Anyone that follows me online knows that I've been about, what, nine countries in the last two months? Um, so that's been a bit long. Tom's been, you've been doing the same thing. A little bit, not nine countries, but you know, it's kind of just tours here and there, Europe, US, all of that. Good Getting stuff, flewed yeah. out, yeah. Getting flewed out by me. No. <laughs> Quaker, where you been, man? Man, I've just been in Enzo. I've been working. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? Just been working. in Enzo. But I started a new job, it. I started a new job, so I've just been like, yeah, getting to grips with everything. Um, bear, like family stuff, bear. Relationship stuff. Let me not get into hey. it now, but like, do you know what I mean? Just a lot, yeah, lot of stuff in it. Yeah, yeah. Announcements yeah. coming soon. Yeah. Boy. Boy. No comment. Swear down. Huh? Swear down. Huh? Pat, why are you putting up like pressure like this? No, you said, <laughs> you said an announcements coming soon, and then he started doing this kind of like. I was like, look at him, he's just sipping his Yeah, he's in the quick thing. I'm just sipping his H2O, like, just not admitting <laughs> anything. Pops. You get me? You know? Alright, explain in wow. a minute after I finish eating my chocolate bar. And then, yeah, and then we're also joined by Hannah, who's just hey. sitting here in the studio with us today. It's like we picked up another cast member just standing outside. They literally picked me up. Literally put me up. We literally did. You were just I didn't even know you were here, you know. It's exciting to just I bump mean, into you like this. How'd you guys know each other? Um where were we again? Media. Yeah. Mediacom? Yeah. Yeah. This is like the second shout out this company has gotten. I know On these podcasts it's getting so too like, many shout outs um, But yeah That's where we know each other from Because we got you in to do a Black We Ew um, <laughs> <laughs> Ew I'm not even with them anymore um, they, Black History Month committee At Mediacom Got you in to do a talk We like we need him Yeah and was, You know what was cool What's going on this month You know what was cool is that I actually got paid in champagne. I didn't get any money. They gave wow, me. You got, they gave, yeah, me they gave us no budget. Paid in kind. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's I can off. explain. I can explain. Yeah, like, what is going on, man? We were like, we want all like, basically, this is what happened. We asked them for a budget. They were like, here, take like, what was it? 800 something pounds or mm. whatever, which had to go on all these different days of festivities and which I had no control over. But yeah, we had like two speakers every day. Something like that. I can't remember what else it was, but the money just wouldn't stretch. Like by the time we got, like we they were doing parties. You know when people just can't find the budget all of a sudden? Which is wrong. And this is the thing, we spoke about it as well. We were like, we want to be able to pay people and we asked them for more Mm. money to pay our speakers. And they were like, no. Mm. We literally like, can we have money to pay our speakers? And they were like, no. And we were like, oh. 
So it's left us in a bit of an odd situation. Yeah. But when I left, it was like, oh, I got a, I got a bottle of champagne. And it was like the middle of the afternoon. I was like, do I open it? But I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> That's such a middle club game. Like, oh, Which I need to like, pay my bills. Have some champagne. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I'm a creative and I can't eat off yeah. exposure. So, yeah, it was yeah. different though. Normally I just get paid in exposures. And yeah. like, you can't really, exposure they're credits. not transactional. So yeah. anyway, anyway, well, <laughs> Wicked, like Hannah's just joining us in the studio just for this conversation. Yeah, man. For anyone who, uh, who knows, really recently Over the Bridge did a live podcast. Actually, you know what? Have we even mentioned the fact that we won an award? No, no, you can we, do the yeah, yeah, yeah. You, no, you wait. Did, did you not mention it, Pat? You mentioned it. Well, so briefly today, guys, listeners, it's Saturday today. This will probably go out. Well, you'll be listening to this Sunday, post Sunday. Um, but today I dropped um the live episode that we did at Underbelly Festival. It's like a little 15 minute slot because it was like a variety show of other podcasts. Um, so yeah, on the intro to that, I explained that um, you know, we nominated for Best Moment uh, Podcast Award at the British Podcast Awards. And we got a bronze for that. So, um, yeah, big up. We're now an award-winning podcast. Come on. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's (laughs) it. That's basically it. But But that was with the British Podcast Awards. And Mm. um, in the episode, the mini episode that Patrick's just put out, um, we, me and Pat, because the other two couldn't make it, started unpacking this question of Britishness versus Englishness. Mm. We only had 15 minutes to unpack it and we wanted to talk about it with the rest of the cast and Hannah. So today we're going to jump straight into that and talk about um, the idea of being British versus the idea of being English um, Mm. as they, to us at least, appear to be two separate things. So first of all, uh, I'd like to kick it off, go around are you British or are you English? <laughs> Tommy Dyer. Um, we, we, we've <laughs> obviously lost. spoken about this for a long time. And I said, a nice way I'd like to sum this up is, I'm British. My dad is English. Um, mm. The reason being is primarily on the basis of the colour of our skin. Um, raised in the same area, both raised in East London. Um, but he's white. Um, I'm black. Well, mixed race, but I'm black. Um so I've, I've been uncomfortable. I've been uncomfortable, uncomfortable to call myself English. Um, I can say I got an English dad, but I am not English. I'm British, and I think that's primarily on the basis of color of skin. Um, my upbringing is relatively, well, in terms of geographical, is relatively similar and stuff. And you know, got to the football together and whatnot and whatnot and whatnot. But it's kind of funny. Like I've said this before. If I go to watch the football, when I used to go up to Park to watch West Ham They're not there anymore They're up in Stratford But I used to go up to Park If I go by myself Or with a couple of friends I'm getting looks If I go with my dad Oh it's cool You're one of us That kind of thing mm. like I get brought in because of him I'll come into the pub quite easily Or whatever whatever. But if I go by myself I get a couple of different looks So you know you know, Sort of like uh, Reginald Who's my dad Is the English one And Tommy Dyer Is uh, the British one And it's primarily Just because of the colour of skin That's really it you know what I mean And I think that's You know I think we can unravel that Unpack that more But I think in yeah. a nutshell That's what it boils down to Let me pass it on He's, he's not actually Called Tommy Dyer Just for everyone That's listening My name is Tom Tom name's Tom Swift Which ain't that far off you know? <laughs> It's not yeah, It's not But Tom Swift me. Sounds like some secret agent I like really When I first said His surname was Swift I was like no, yeah, That has to be made up Yeah Yeah <laughs> But yeah, why do we call you Tommy Dyer real quick? Just oh, that, nah, the whole, the whole, you know, East London, West Ham thing. Da, 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 da. Like a, I'm not Cockney, but well, I mean, I was, you are a little bit Cockney, born so within those bells. Yeah, you can. I mean, I don't think you can hear it all the way at Newham General, but they say you can. I don't think you can. So that's kind of the whole yeah. Tommy Dyer thing, yeah. you know. So it's a play on Danny Dyer for those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a Canning Town boy, I think. So. Oh, he's uh, from Canning Town. I think so. Cool, man. 
Alright, Kwaku. Uh, English or British? Honestly, I'll say neither if I had to keep it mm. real. If mm. I had to keep it 100% real. I think, um, and I've had this conversation with friends before, the way I identify as far as like living and where I've grown up, I'll say I'm a Londoner. And um, specifically, I'll say I'm from South London, innit? I won't lie. I'm <laughs> like, sure. The Republic of South London. Yeah, yeah. It's it's independent passport. state. <laughs> you need to get, get your passport as you go to London Bridge and you know, yeah. hey, south of the river. Your gas as well, because Stormzy it did his thing last Brother, night as well. represented, like... didn't it? So I'm going to hold it up as well. But no, I think for me, Britishness always connotes the empire for me, which is something that's just mm. mad uncomfortable anyway. Mm. Mm. Um, and then I'd say with being English, I always associate that with like the nationality, like, okay, cool, I'm from England. Genetically, I'm English, whatever. My mm. an- ancestry traces its origin to these isles for X amount of years. And I can't say that. I'm literally one generation, um, well, first generation to be born here in my family. Mm. So Englishness doesn't really resonate with me either. Um, I think more recently, Britishness has started to kind of, I start to identify with it a little bit more when I think collectively, our generation has began to own the identity or the title of being Black British. Mm. Like yeah. Black Britishness is something that resonates a lot more with me now, mm. particularly because um, it's a way in which, it's, it's just kind of like, there's no definition for it, but there's a culture that we all somewhat yeah. fall into. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, there's yeah. like a shared... I think the shared identity mm-hmm. and the shared experience that a lot of people from mm. our generation can can um, hold so, on to. So that's where the Black Britishness. So you, you you it feels like what you're saying is that our culture as different as Black people from different countries mm. in the diaspora is becoming. So the culture is becoming almost an ethnicity now because we're starting to not homogenize, I guess, but we're starting to like. When our parents got here, it wasn't very common for like West Africans and Caribbeans to yeah, marry, yeah, get yeah, together, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now, like, we're almost getting to that stage where yeah. it's like almost like an irrelevance now. I, th- I think for a lot there. of people, not everyone. I think but... we're there for a lot of us, to be honest. I think the generation, I think I've said even in another episode, but like the generation after us, mm. I have no yeah. doubt that it's not going to be a thing like Ghanaians, Nigerians, Jamaicans, everyone's going to just be intermarrying. It's, it's going to be very... Con- yeah, so I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean it's, it's always been there from I was at school anyways. Mm. Mm. Yeah, mm. man. Yeah, very interesting. Um, for me, um, yeah, similar to Kwaku, like, first and foremost, I'm a Londoner. Um, like I've never really, I mean, maybe when I was sort of young and I didn't understand and I used to think, okay, I live in England, so I'm English. But that, I don't even think that lasted very long. Um, but yeah, I see myself as a Londoner first, mainly because London in the concept, context of the UK. It's a microcosm of its own. Yeah, exactly. Like for me, it's, it is very different to the rest of the UK. Like obviously there's similarities with other big urban centres as well, mm-hmm. like Birmingham, Manchester, um, but yeah, London for me is like, I feel London, like I'm a Londoner first yeah, 100%. and maybe, yeah, British second. Um, having said that, when I was living abroad, um, and I talked about this on the, on the shorter version, but the, the first discussion that we had in the, on the live show, when I was living abroad, um, in Brazil, in Portuguese, I would refer to myself as English, but just because it's not very common to say, to use the word British, um, when you're speaking about yeah, yeah, yeah. this place, I guess. Yeah. So I would say there is a big nuance between one yeah and the other, right? That's well, not always co- appreciated. Well, this outside is outside of the, this is know. the this is the thing. This is what I'm coming to. So like, 
um, I would say, you know, I'm so English, but then like, I'd always be met with like, what? There's black people in England. Like, yeah. Um, because they're that is such a thing. Yeah, like everywhere. Just, it, even in America. Even like, in 21, America. Yeah. Twenty one Savage stuff. Sorry to interrupt you. No, no, like, go ahead. Plasto oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone was beefing everyone between whether it's Brixton like, or Plasto. Twenty one Dyer. No, he's, he's a new general fan. Yeah, bro. He's, about? Yeah, he's a he's new general like me, mate. You I understand? think his dad was from Brixton, so like so he was trying to claim a Man's a Plasto boy. Twenty one Dyer. Twenty one Dyer. African Americans are making were just like, oh my gosh, guys, like we're here as well. Yeah, yeah. They just couldn't like think they about were us confused. Being here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Brazil's like, wow, there's there's actually black people in 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 England. Like, I remember I taught this um class of um, Brazilian teenagers, like an introductory class to like British you know, culture. Signs of life. Yeah, yeah. So I I showed them my Britain, you know, like yeah. not like the Queen and crumpets and the changing of the guards. Like, you know, I, you said that you said the three things exactly. When, if you listen back to like the first season when we spoke about I that, said it in that order. You said it in that order. Is it? That's yeah, funny. Yeah, that's yeah, funny. Yeah. The Queen. Yeah. Tea, crumpets, yeah. changing of the guards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like exactly that's that's what they were expecting to see. And I was like, no, 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 no. We're not doing any of that today. Um, so I showed them images of Notting Hill Carnival. Um, I played them um, the Signs in Life video by Kano, which is one of my Love favorite you. music videos. Um, again, a new boy. Um, but yeah, they were like, it was interesting because like the, the the white Brazilians were like, they were a bit like, I don't know, they look uncomfortable. They're like, oh. I was not expecting this. Like, what is this? <laughs> and then the black Brazilians like, rah, rah. Like, you could see like their eyes like yeah, light up. Yeah, it was yeah. really interesting. Um, but yeah, man, I'm a Londoner first, British second. I don't think I'll ever really call myself. In- and like the flags as well. But St. Like, George. If I see the St. George's, fl- I'm just a bit like, my spirit. I am, I, am, I am uncomfortable. You know what it represents and what it's been used yeah, to. Yeah, I'm, I'm uncomfortable with the century. I think also just like so, the, say England are playing. So that's the only time yeah, where for me I see an England flag. I'm like, yeah. okay, it's the World Cup. So when oh. it was coming home, yeah. Did yeah. you? Did, did, did yeah, I was like, it's coming over. Street, yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I was, you know, I was in the street. Get me, man. Of course, you were. That moment, that that moment was very, um, it was very eye opening because it was like. It was one of the few moments where I felt that there was a, a, almost like, I don't think we we're anywhere near 100% there, but there was a kind of like mutual kind of belonging, which does not happen very often. Like power, power you're, in football, pub, you're in the pub, you're in the pub with like, you yeah. know, yeah. geezers and stuff. And it's like, it didn't matter because yeah, it's true. England are in, you know, the semi-finals of the World Cup. Like it's coming on, like it did. But after that happened, it yeah, was yeah. just a bit like, okay, yeah, back to normal. It was similar. It was, I, I wasn't here <laughs> during the, the <laughs> I wasn't here during the London Olympics, but people were telling me it was kind of similar then as well. Like people were kind of brought together by, by sport, which I think is really cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, that St. George's flag, when I see that, in areas and it's not the World Cup or there's no international. Com- I'm thinking, bro, South, where am I? Go to South London and see it, man. Bro, you know what and, I mean? Go like to even, certain part. Oh, but even oh, parts of your, even no, East, but in back. East, bro. Even but, <laughs> when I just see <laughs> hanging out of okay. a window, I'm like, <laughs> hey, talk about your 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 um your neighbourhood first. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot a lot of them have moved that for that reason, don't it? Yeah, yeah. So like you get like um we got Morrison in it, the rapper. Like he's he's like one of the only white rappers to stay in that Upton Park area. Like and you know that. At least when the stadium was still in Upton Park, they had like a pie and mashup and all that stuff, mm. like an old relic of old past. Mm. But a lot of a lot of a lot of white people who live in where I live or used to live, like mm. kind of like the Plasto, Canning Town, 
um, Upton Park, East Ham, that whole Newham stretch mm. if you go along the Barking Road. They've all like moved on and gone out to Essex so that you either go. That's been going on since the sixties, yeah, though, isn't it? Long... Is it called the Great White Rush? Am I confused? They call it white. They call it white flight in general. That's yeah. It. Yeah. White, white flight. They I mean that that the is a phenomenon that isn't just a, a London thing, a British yeah. thing. Like no, no, no. that mm. happens literally global. Yeah. When the right? black people start moving in, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm really in- interested, yeah, because all of you are saying that you're like shook of the English flag. Right, because not shook, but I'm. It, it's uncomfortable it to see. It it's it's about context. It it's about context. If mouth. I see it in a normal context, there's no real reason to be cheering on England. Right. I'm like, what is this? What's going on? But like, what about if you see the Great Britain flag? Do you have the same reaction? It's not quite as no. It's not. I I, well, I think more of like, it's, it's Saint George. If I see the Saint George's flag, I'm like, all right, I mean, cool. And posted outside, yeah. I'm like, ah. Oh, Brother, here we go. Like you got to walk, or you go past like a workings man club or something, and they got the St George's flag. I'm not going into a working 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 man's club. Yeah, they've got some. It's like a thing of old, like a club. You just go in, like a social club, if you will, right? And just you'd go and drink or play pool, or whatever, like a youth club, but for adults, if you will, right? Mm. St George's pub outside Stella Artois marked up as this is the you know it's like the advertising beers posted. I'm not going in there, right? Because I see the St George's flag because I know I'm going to be unwelcome. But I tell you a funny story. I went to um, I met a friend in Woolwich years ago, and um, you know football teams have got like pubs of their own. Like you can go to a West Ham pub or an Arsenal pub or Spurs pub. I walked into a Charlton pub. I didn't realize it was a Charlton pub until I got in there. As soon as I got in there, I see a, a Charlton shirt, and I thought, all oh, right, this is Woolwich. Charlton in that far away. I'm not from South, so I had to think, all oh, right. Then I just walked in there and like loads of people just looking at me. It was like, right. And there was a St. George's flag there as well. And I was like, ah, I'm in the wrong pub. Ah. <laughs> so I went to Spoons and everything was fine and they didn't have a bit. But when I see the um the UK, the the Great Britain flag, which is obviously England, Scotland, um, Wales, Northern Ireland. I don't know if Wales there's no dragon on that flag, so I don't know if Wales is even there. But um, I think more of like Empire and that, you know what I mean? That kind of whole, yeah. that's what I'm, not all what, the time, but you see it posted outside certain old ivory tower type institutions. Mm. So, know, whatever so the English flag, sorry, I just want to clarify, the English flag doesn't represent empire to us, it represents like uh, white nationalism. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. For me it does. Still it does, but more, more, I think more that. I think yeah. it's also like just the, the very literal color of the flag it's very white. So it's just like, <laughs> no, but like, honestly, I, and I think also part of the reason for the Union Jack being colorful was to kind of, I don't, I don't know, maybe I'm just just hypothesizing too much. But no. for me, when I see the, the St. George's flag, it's very, it's just white and then there's a red cross. Mm. With the Union Jack, it has, for me, it has connotations, like Tom was saying, of empire, but also because at the same time, I guess paradoxically, I mean, empire for us is an ugly thing. But at the same time, there was um, a moment in history where the former colonies were part of that empire. So it's like, I feel at least a little bit more included in the Union Jack. Right, yeah. Not to say that it doesn't have the, hug, the the ugly legacy and history attached to it. It doesn't lose that for me. But it's like, at least at one stage in my history, we were part of this thing that was, mm. do you know what I mean? So it's like... I feel slightly more included. Like for me, it's like the British Empire encompasses people of different colours. For how bad it was, there's no denying that the British Empire and mm. all these, all these, um, all these colonies and people of different colours belong to this empire. Which is why, like, when we talk about like the Windrush generation, I get mad because it's like people talk about the Windrush generation as if they were immigrants. They weren't immigrants. 
Like they were never immigrants. They were British citizens that were invited by the British government to come here. So it's like, there is a sense of, I guess like a sense of um, like I'm owed something, you know, like yeah. you've called me a British citizen. So I'm here. What's good? You see what I'm saying? Come through. You want to say something? No, because I, we literally just spoke about this. Am I allowed to mention another podcast? Yeah. There's other podcasts out there. We're not the only one. Wait, we're not the only one. We were literally just talking about this on Black Girls Living. Like they literally begged us to come over here and help right rebuild the country, build the country, etc. And the fact that we were treated so disgusting, saying we, but obviously I mean like our ancestors, treated so disgustingly by this government. And then they had the audacity to be putting up messages for Windrush Day, like, oh, you know, your contribution is never forgotten. It's like, okay, well, then that annoyed me so much. That was like, because people have died last week fighting cases against these people. People have been sent home to places where they don't know because they haven't been back since they were three or four or even since they were born. It's just like, bro, don't get me scared. So, um, one of the things that. No, wait, wait, one sec, one second. Just going around. What about the, the question isn't posed to you two in yeah. terms of like, I, know I know you're facilitating and all of that, but yeah. <laughs> oh. in, English Englishness versus um, Britain British. I've never called you... myself English in my entire life. It's also like this is like I feel like a tangent, but you know that question about background and stuff? Because mm-hmm. I get that sometimes, like, oh, where are you from? And it's always that thing of background or like really location from? or mm-hmm. what what do you want to know? Because people tend to be asking about background, which is Jamaican. Bop, bop. Um, but they tend to be asking about that. Anyways, flag. and it's like with the Jamaican flag, a really super interesting fact um, is that it's the only flag that yep. doesn't share its colors with America, with mm-hmm. any other. So mm-hmm. every other flag has red or blue or white mm-hmm. or whatever it is in it. And Jamaica is. Come on, Jamaica. You know yeah, you, yeah know you all know what the Jamaican flag is. So I don't that's why like carnival. But it's like, that's yes, why when it's like, when it comes the to the stuff that flags represent, you made a super interesting point about mm. the St. George's flag being. Um, overwhelmingly white mm. And that big cross In the middle And it's like What it's been used for As well Wasn't it used in like You know like This is England That TV show mm-hmm. yeah. The Meadows TV show mm. yeah, yeah. yeah I always think about it Attached to that And how like mm. When I do see it It's usually with something negative It's usually mm. being used By people to Like the confederate flag mm. Do you know what mm. Another thing um, The English confederate flag. Do, you, do you remember um, <laughs> In the 2014 World Cup Nike had like Um they had that their advertising campaign for it and obviously the Nike athletes all got involved. One of them was um, just Wayne Rooney with his hands out like this. Yeah. And um, he's white already. He's yeah. quite pasty. Um, <laughs> and oh, he boy. had like just a red cross painted on him. Yeah. And I saw that and I thought, that's really interesting because no other, like if it was a, a player of colour, you couldn't really do that without painting yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I just yeah, thought yeah, that yeah. was really... It's true, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was that it? But, um, yeah, but I thought that was, no, I don't know, I thought it was actually, worth bringing up. It, it, yeah, it made sense. Uh, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I also agree with you guys' points about being Black British. So it's like, I feel, mm. if I go anywhere else in the world, it'd be Black British because you can hear my accent mm. before I like do anything else. You can hear that I'm British, mm. which a lot of people, again, don't believe. Like I've been called, oh, this bitch is fake. She's put on a fucking accent. Where? Yeah, in America. In what part of the world? In America. Really? In New York. They yeah. really washed Bruh. people. Nice, imagine. She was That's like, this not... bitch is fucking fake. Like, she's putting on an accent. And I was like, believe me, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm from Hackney. Um, but yeah, I don't think I've ever felt English. Black British, yes. And then even then that was a stretch. I feel like in like primary school, it's such a weird memory. In primary school, we would all go by what our parents were. Mm. Like, yeah. I'm Jamaican. Yeah, I'm Jamaican yeah, first yeah. and foremost. Like yeah. no one's going to tell me. And it's like, mm. I mean, I'm not like, I didn't grow up in Jamaica. Mm. I still claim it. But then Jamaicans would look at me as an English, English, English picnic. Mm. They wouldn't call mm. me, you know what I'm trying to say? They yeah, wouldn't, yeah, they'd yeah, call yeah, me English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. 
because of what they're hearing, what they're seeing. Like a really interesting thing that they pointed out. They started calling my mum English. My mum's born and raised Jamaican. Mm. And she's been here for, I want to say, how old is my sister? Like 26 years probably. Mm. Um, so my mum, we went on a holiday. I'll never forget her friends were like, it's that English woman now. She's an English woman now. I was like, what? Why? And they were like, look, she was walking too fast. And they literally were like, she's walking so fast. But obviously in Jamaica, no one has to rush anywhere. It's very like relaxed and very just kind of like cool. And she was walking fast and they were like, this is an English woman. Just off based off that. So it's really interesting what makes you. And then also there's that question, what is Britishness? What is Englishness? Mm. What is it in the first place? Is it ever, are we ever included in that discussion in the first place? Are we ever thought of? Well, the English discussion, definitely not. Exactly. That's so is thing. it is it ever a case of, would someone look at me and be like, that girl's English, even if with my accent, even with where I live, would someone else say that about me? I would I say people, that about myself? You, who was it that said, um, well, I'll, I'll come to you, but I got a quick thing that someone, was it Roger Moore that said why Idris Elba could not be the next Bond was because he was an English English. You know what that means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. I, remember that. I mean, it's the Same coded language. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. because it was chest. Uh, mm. You're not black, cool, like Idris Elba. You might have been born here, but... I swear James Bond was Scottish as well. Eh? I swear he was actually Scottish. Roger Moore? No, no James the, Bond. The James, James Bond. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah. He was educated up in, in, in Fessies <laughs> or something like that. But, uh, <laughs> Mr. Bilal? I don't think either. I kind of agree with Kwaku's point. Um, I don't think Britishness is something to be proud of or to be celebrated because the word British is followed by empire. The word British, like the word British just conjures up like a whole historical context I don't want to think about um, without having to confront quite dark things like that are horrible. And I don't think to call myself part of that is not something that I identify with. And I never have. I've never said, oh, I'm British. And I've never said I'm English. Um, And it's never really crossed my mind. I also don't really like the fact that anyone who is of non-white heritage has to have a precursor or something else to their Britishness. Mm -hmm. So you're you're black British or you're British Asian or you're British Chinese or whatever you are, Mm -hmm. but you're not just British. Like, why is that? Mm -hmm. Why do you have to have that extra quantifier to the word British? Mm -hmm. Because clearly you're not British then because you have to have this like extra added word to identify yourself. So mm. I don't even think we were ever included in the Britishness conversation. Mm. Um, I, I understand where you're coming from, Pat, with like, and I think a bit of Kwaku with the idea of like black Britishness being perhaps more than a subculture and growing into like mm. its own identity mm. um, in the same way that like there's African-American and that's a whole like different thing to just being what American is. Um, but I don't, I don't think that that should be the case because I think if we want... If we're British, then we're British. We don't need to be Black British. You don't need to be British Asian. You can mm. just be British, right? Mm. So, so you, for you, ideally in the future, you just want us because you don't like the term British, um, and you think that the term Black British is probably like I don't know. I think it's othering. Redund- it's okay. an othering term. So, what, what ideally? How would you ideally want Black people that live in the UK to be identified as? It's up to them. Like mm. I just think. People, but for you personally, you just don't... You nah, don't I, I, I think it's interesting that there needs to be an othering in the term British. Mm. Like that you can't just... I, you can't just be black and be British. You have to be black British. Yeah, I mean, I reckon there's a lot of people that listen to podcasts right now and they're like, well, you know, I don't really see you as black British. You're just like, you know, you're British. But I think what... I, I think we agree that what we would say back to them is like, it's like we're British until something happens. Do you know what I mean? 100%. And oh, like AJ... Like, like do you remember 100%. remember Anthony Joshua? Yeah, yeah. Like the whole kind of thing that when he started off, I was uh, he's a Nigerian 
kid. Basically. Yeah, Nigerian born. Nigerian or, or, born. Yeah. Or someone like that. Or a yeah. Nigerian heritage boxer. Yeah. Da, 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 despite the fact mm. he won gold for Great Britain. He won gold. Yeah, he did it yeah, before he, he turned did. pro. And then as he started winning, 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 still champion my eyes despite the one loss, whatever. Still, you know, he started winning. Ah, oh, yeah. English boy. Well, British boy, as I mm, mm, mm. British boy doing well. Da, 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 da. Mm. It's kind of like that. It is sort of. Um, yeah, you're. you're, yeah. you're um, well, Andy Murray mem- even, like, yeah. even though he's white, because mm-hmm. of the fact that he's, he's, Scottish. he's Scottish. And also the fact that he was very vocal about being mm. yeah. considered Scottish and not, you know, confused with being English or being British. But what I find interesting is even after, so when me and Patrick first had this conversation at the live show, afterwards, there were a lot of white people in the audience who came and talked to us. Well, like, that found it really, really interesting as yeah. a conversation. And quite a number of them said that they also feel uncomfortable calling themselves English. So this is not a conversation... Yeah. Um, just for like us yeah, yeah, as non-white definitely. people The white people And I can't speak for all white people But the white people I spoke to Specifically after that live show Were saying I feel uncomfortable calling myself English Because of the legacy of what that is yeah. Like with Englishness being identity English basically being another word for racist um, And that's really yeah. what they were saying yeah, like, yeah, yeah. If I call myself English I'm then worried about what people think about me And whether or not they will assume Suddenly that I'm like a right-wing racist um, and they also said like with British Like British feels like a more comfortable Like easy term to give yourself As like a way out of that um, Racist sort of connotation But even with Britishness Like now Britishness has been Sort of taken over by this Brexit Like um, what's the word Like trope And they were even saying that Even to say that you're British Feels a little bit uncomfortable right Because Britishness is in, is tied up in a lot of Being isolation Isolation yeah mm. Mm. Yeah. So so I guess really like what is it about Britishness that is so what is it about well we said that Britishness is nicer than Englishness. What is about Britishness that's probably still ugly? I think for me it's just they've this country has never really addressed its ugly history, its ugly legacy. Um there's too many people around this country today that are way too proud about British history, like I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but your history is very, very, very ugly. And that's Whoa. not to say that, you know, other countries don't have ugly histories. Um, that's their personal business. They need to address it in-house. But in this house, you lot have not addressed it. Um, that's the British way. And yeah. And and, and the, sweep it under the rug. And the contrast to that is, <laughs> I mean, a lot of people have raised this point, but if you look at the way that German people have addressed um, uh, Nazi Germany yeah, and yeah. the Holocaust, like... Imagine that was a period of, let's say the Nazi party came into power in 1933. It was done by 1945, 12 years, Mm. right? Mm. Look how seriously they've, like, basically to hang a swastika flag or anything like that is illegal in Germany. Like, It's not illegal in America, is it? No, No, it's not. Isn't it a crime in Germany? You can't deny the Holocaust. Like, they went in, like, um, and obviously the reparations that they paid as well to- I was going to say, I saw a video about this. I was watching a video about um, <laughs> German billionaires. Some of you know, I look at a lot of German companies and they're all owned by families. And, and actually, I was reading an article, stupidly enough. This is a small segue about the BMW family, mm. the only family complaining that it's difficult to be a billionaire. You know, it's difficult. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. Um, I'd a, rather fu- cry funny, in a Benz funny, than on a bare funny, floor. Funny, so funny, funny article, you know. But they... The, the German billionaires are often very small C, they're probably largely conservative as well, but they're very small C conservative. You wouldn't know that they're rich. And the reason why is because a lot of their riches, mm, that is true. a lot of them was gained from 
Um, Industrializing Nazi Germany. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we've said it before, and it's, it's a public fact. Like the BMWs, Siemens. Daimler, Siemens, all of them Hugo were Boss? involved. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All of them. Yeah. All of them. them Scratch them in. Fanta. <laughs> Fanta. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's German. I didn't even know that. You know, Fanta there's this, there's this drink. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, there's this mm, drink called uh-huh. a spritzy, which is Germans love it. Which is you get a Fanta, you mix it with Coke. It's really nice. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, I used to do yeah, that. Yeah, in spritzy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a German. It's, <laughs> it's a big, big German thing. Big German thing. He's like, you ain't special. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing that one for a while, friend. <laughs> been, you know, Germans been doing this thing, but the thing is, because of that. And because of a lot of these big German companies we know today were involved in um, process, took advantage of people up in um, uh, like the Holocaust and concentration camps and stuff like that. Mm. They keep very quiet because their riches were gained from a place that they now recognize to be wrong. Mm. So unlike in America, oh, proud to be a billionaire. Jack Here's Daniels, hint, hint. <laughs> oh, rah, stupid I'm just rah, and shaming. Rah, that rah, Jack Daniels rah. advertising <laughs> campaign is so jarring. Every time I see a new one on the tube, I'm just like, They're always on the tube. Yeah. Like, so many on the tube. Long rambling yeah. letters. Jack Daniels was friend so with this much. black guy. Okay, so he was yeah. your slave, and you end up right. waiting for a long time. And you have to read it because it's the longest yeah. advert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and his black friend showed him how to. No, so you stole his recipe, and <laughs> <laughs> I'm still not over KFC. So I've been hearing about KFC since I was in like primary school. I'm still not over that. The whole thing that Colonel Sanders. Stole the recipe. Not surprised, black- man. I'm but- still not over that. Uh, wow. But my yeah. whole world's just been shattered. Welcome to white supremacy and capitalism. <laughs> they go hand in hand. But yeah, what I was saying before. <laughs> no, that's, that's a fact. Like white supremacy and capitalism, I'm, they go I'm hand in hand. Cut him, I'm sorry. No, no, it's cool. Um, I mean, yeah, Tom, you're 100 percent right. Like a lot of a lot of these German billionaire families, they do keep very quiet about it. And yeah, I mean, l- let's not be let's not have any illusions. Like the way that Germans have dealt with it is not perfect. Um, mm. There's still a lot of, un, there's, there's still a lot of wealth that's been ill, by, gotten by ill-gotten ways they or whatever. But the way they've it. addressed with it, they've addressed it is yeah. th- they've been very yeah. open about the fact that they were involved in this heinous thing. Mm. Yeah. And they will do this to ensure that this doesn't happen again. Now, I've not known any like sort of British proper British acknowledgement of that in a in a way that is like too comprehensive. Prideful, too 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 prideful to admit their wrongdoing. It's not even do you know what it is? It's this special brand of like British racism and, and Brit like they have this thing of never acknowledging things. Like in Britain, like, you know those daytime TV shows when they have people on to debate race and debate and it's like there's nothing to debate. If someone's being racist, they're being racist. There's absolutely nothing to debate. Um but you have these people who just are absolutely abhorrent. I don't even know the lady's name. She's this. She's always on with Afua Hirsch. The Sky News one. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Not Kate Burley. Not Kate. I don't know her name. I don't care to remember it or to care to know it. But it's like. Oh, she gaslight her all the time. All the time. All the time. And that's what I mean. She's actually a massive representation of a large majority of the British population who do this thing where they just don't acknowledge racism. They don't. But what? Oh, oh my gosh. It's like, it's like what I call teacup racism. Like they might sit with you and have a have a, have a cup of tea with you, but then they'll talk behind your back, like, and then be and then have these microaggressions that they're throwing oh, they'll still out all call the you, time. They'll still call you the N-word as well. You're just not my type. Like, this is the thing with American yeah. racists, they'll be like, they'll say the N-word to you. It's they'll say it to right. your face. Yeah, yeah, they'll yeah. be like, I literally hate your guts. You're black and I hate your guts. Yeah. British racism is more like, I'll have a cup of tea with you, you but ever, you're, you're not you're you know, you're not like the rest of them. You What's the rest been, of them like? You ever been in a situation where someone's trying to describe um 
a black you're with a group of white people that are trying to describe a black person. Not saying they that. Will, not oh, saying that. They will use every not other adjective oh, apart from black. Oh, I had that. He wears glasses. Um, yeah, but everyone's tall. Everyone's ah oh, yeah. You don't make me. You know the. What, the black one, yeah? Like, I'm not sure. so funny. I love that. Don't be scared to say the word black, innit? Like, you understand? <laughs> yeah, because it's know. not a dirty word. I mean, I'm very proud to be black, so I'm not, it's not a dirty word. I mean, it's not. She's a black girl, she's a black guy. But this is, the, this is I was, I was going to just say, yeah, the, the thing about, um, it's conflicting because, like, for, as, as I get older, I get, it's sort of, I have a, a feeling of being even more unwelcome in a place that I want to call my own home mm. as I become an adult and understand mm. how the world, I'm not saying I understand how it actually works, but you understand how it works even more. You understand the kind of, um, you know, the whole race kind of warped with class kind of issue, so, uh, whatever that is. Um, and I sort of, as I get older, I sort of, and the things like Brexit and whatever, I feel even more unwelcome than I've ever felt before. Yeah, I was born here. Do you know what I mean? People look at you funny. People give you a talk to you in a different way. People do this in a different way. When you're talking to white people, they won't give you a lot of time. They won't give you the time of day until you tell them, oh, I went to Cambridge. Oh, did you know? Then suddenly you're a different person. Mm-hmm. You understand? Um, or if they think, ah, oh, his peas are long or whatever, then they begin to look at you a bit differently. But mm-hmm. just when they first talk to you, whatever, and I've had this encounter so many times. Um, in a variety of different environments of just being just kind of small nuances that make me feel like an unwelcome person. Mm. And so I guess this, I guess to come back to what you're saying about the the, the British thing and um, about, well, my, my dad's English and I'm not English and I'm British. I, I Even I don't even like to say I'm British too tough. So I think like you guys just like to say I'm from London first and foremost. That's easy mm-hmm. because I think, and, and if I have to, I say I'm black British because the, the experience for a lot of black people, the experience are the same. Council flat or council house, two beds, whatever. Sh- shared experience. You went to a normal school, rare, rare, rare. rare. You know, it's, it's there's a lot of shared experiences. You know what I mean? even, even music that we were growing up with. So there's that kind of shared glue that we all have. But even if I go outside London and I try to relate to some black people outside of London or if you live in home counties, can't relate to them. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So only in London I can. I was just thinking yeah. like- Do you know I mean? But please, that's- yeah, go Oh no, go I was go just go literally go thinking about them because we're all saying like Londoners, et cetera. And I was thinking, mm. what about those black people who don't live in London, who weren't born and raised Hard here? Hard to relate to them still. Which is like, it's, it's kind of, I mean, a lot of black people who are born and raised in different parts of the country that don't have large black populations or diverse populations at all, they tend to say stuff like they struggle with their identity a lot. Yeah. Because obviously yeah. they're yeah. not around people. For yeah. me, I've- Honestly, I've ne- I've never known anything else. I've never wanted to straighten my hair. I've never I've never wanted a different nose. I've never wanted like I, I I've never wanted that because I've always been surrounded by black people. Mm. Like my primary school, like ninety nine point nine percent of black people. Mm. My secondary school, the same thing. Like mm. I've never had that urge. That's but then there's loads of people who outside of London are like, yeah, um, I can't lie to you. I I wanted to be white. Like that's what they say, mm-hmm. and that's what how they no, feel. I've, I've even seen it with some people. At, um, and then they might, and I would be interested to see what their like I've, I've what they identify. You know what it is? Identify as English. I've seen it with some that's people that live outside of London and not in a Birmingham or Manchester, Coventry, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, like home counties are out in the sticks. Mostly the grab white people. When you meet them, let me let me tell you let me tell you a story. Actually. I need to be careful. I phrase this. I'm not trying to bait up no one. But I I, love, I was having a conversation with my mum the other time, and I remember I remember. Um, wasn't serious but bringing a, a girl home raised oh, I need to be careful oh I'm not even <coughs> we'll talk about this <coughs> offline but, but, but the I maddest, was like which girl man? no no the maddest oh, no. Shut, shut. The, the, maddest, the maddest thing was that when she came to my my house said oh hello mum or she said she said my mum by her first name she called my mum by her first name 
Now, oh, you done this story before? No, I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any, any, this has really like rocked him. You no, know, it, it gets me mad because it gets it gets me mad because it's like <laughs> any any. I know if if it was any black girl in London, regardless of whether you're African Caribbean, you're calling my mum. I said I said I said to this person, I didn't call my mum by first name. I didn't know what her first name was until. But did you brief her? What is she white? Did you brief? No, she was black still. But oh, I, yeah. oh wow. hey. she was black no. silk. No, hey, hey, hey. No. Can I just clarify? I've never brought a white girl to just point it out. Pardon, but, excuse me. Sorry, it's cool. But anyway, <laughs> I feel like I feel like we've like babes. We did no. a little bit of. Okay, no, but about, no, but the point being, I'm saying is because she was out. She was from outside of London still, mm, mm, mm. and raised around mostly white people, so oh, no, didn't have not. the. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry, I just got to it. Yeah, say nothing in it, but um, yeah. You're calling, and I was thinking, but the thing is, like, at first, I was, then my mum was like, listen, my mum's a much older woman. She's like, listen, yeah, one, you might have briefed her, but two, the experience is different. You have to understand yeah. she's not been raised around black people like that yeah. to understand straight away that you have to pattern the situation in a certain mm. way. And that's no criticism of the person, by the way, at all. I'm not, I'm not mm. trying to, mm. but I'm just saying the difference that when you're raised in there London is, or whatever yeah. around black people, there's a certain culture that's brought to you. And I okay. guess there's, 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 there's something else related to that, you know, I think like, there was one little debate going on on Twitter a while ago now, but um, it was about like black middle class people saying how they don't identify with a lot of other black people because in in like urban black culture, ever that or black British experience within like an urban environment is um, always synonymous with some form of struggle, like growing up working class, whatever that case is. And mm. for them, if you grow up in an affluent home county, whatever the case is. They can't relate to that part of it, so that's why a bit of that like identity, like, of, yeah, 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 I think that comes yeah. in there as well. So there's definitely like a, I think it's a lot is, of class. But you can still be middle class and call someone's mum auntie. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, 100, black, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not even trying to. <laughs> I know, no, I know, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm saying, just saying. No, I'm just it's saying, an interesting discussion about like how we kind of homogenize the black experience, though, um, because it's like, yeah, I mean, even now to an extent, that's what we're doing because we're talking about, you know. Englishness and Britishness and how that relates to black people, but from a very London perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, true, true. But uh yeah, man, it's can, it's a complicated one. You, can have, you, you can, can have a black cart on banks. Pick up on something. So mm. we spent a lot of this co- we kind of went a little bit off topic. We spent a lot of this conversation talking about um like why we don't want to be British or English, right? Mm. But really early on, mm. all everyone pretty much like unanimously was like, Yeah, but there are times when I celebrate England or there are times when I celebrate Great Britain doing well at a sporting event. Mm. Yeah. And I just want to identify, do you not think that's a little bit hypocritical to on the one hand, like really not want this British or English identity, but on the other hand, like when it's coming home or when like England's won a gold medal or that time when Mo Farah- The, f- the thing about listen, that, man, I, 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 like, I feel like it's just like, it's something that you can't even really help. Like you just yeah. want to be part of a movement or part of including Trust. something, listen. but you know, because you know the reality of what it is. So when there's like a little glimmer of it not being like that, yeah. it's like, do you know what? Forget, like my mum was walking down the street going, it's coming home. And this woman is the most Jamaican woman like, <laughs> yeah. and she was there yelling it and stuff. So it's like, it's just that kind of thing of being caught up in the movement and just mm-hmm. liking the feeling, mm-hmm. but knowing that you're not necessarily invited to that party all the time. Joke is though, in, in a, sorry to cut you off, but like in addition to that, more time, who's the one that is contributing to us bringing it home. Who's playing oh, wing? Footballers. Who's playing like, like, the people. wing? Like, come on, man. Get him playing that in the wing. You so get you're me, seeing, man. You're seeing dons that put him on the wing. Put him on the wing. Put him on the wing. Reload it. Put him on the wing. Come on, man. Reload it. They're the ones that are bringing in those gold medals. So how can we not back it? Like, come on, man. Like, yeah, you like. 
as a black person in this country, it's like, you know, I, you know, I can't come and die now. Like, I have to enjoy a life. Right, you know enjoy what I mean? something. Right, okay. So, other than those couple of sporting events, right? Are mm. there other times when it's okay as a black person to celebrate your Britishness? Do you know what? It's okay whenever the hell you feel like it. That's yeah. how I feel mm. about it. There's no... Do you know what? This existence yeah, that we have this, here, man. It's but what does do you what, know what does a healthy celebration of a British or English? Do you know what the answer to that is, Bilal? Fuck knows, honestly. Like, and I mean, I don't mean it. I just honestly, who the fuck knows? Because mm. the the experience is so heterogeneous that somebody might feel more British than someone else. Yeah, that's do you know what I mean? Like, it's not someone might not someone. Like there are even black people that feel English. Do you know what I mean? Depending on the situation. So yeah. yeah. So what, what I really want to get to is: so should we celebrate Britain? Should we celebrate? I think, like I said, we should just do what is good for us. Like, and that's not for any of us here on the podcast to dictate to anybody else. Mm. All this discussion for me was just to kind of get a general consensus of how people feel, like based on our experiences. But it's not for us to tell people how they should feel. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, like I said, this experience that we have as Black Brits, as Black people in Babylon, like, you have to... <laughs> no, but seriously, on a real... Like, Babylon, like, you have to take the good moments when you when when you can, because otherwise you will lose your mind. Do you know if, what, I'm yeah. talking about, like, Is serious, that, like, mental health. Like, you will lose your worst, sanity. The worst... I've got two things to say. Number one, um, I often, this, this is like a very um, domestic matter. When you go outside of the UK and people say, where you're from, you're from London, whatever. Oh, you're British. Yeah. You, I have no time to explain to someone outside of the UK, generally speaking, the nuances. It's mm. a very domestic matter, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. they watch whatever BBC, whatever Tory graph, whatever they read. That's and they have their. Well. That's, that's a different thing, isn't it? How to even, even explain. Portrayed or not portrayed. In the to media. even explain that as a different matter. But also, the, so, and I won't get into that one, but it's, a, it's I feel like it's a very home matter, or even like a London matter, whatever it is, it's a very domesticated thing what we're talking about and if you have not been born or even more importantly raised in the UK you won't catch those nuances and them differences because they're there and they exist or you won't catch the way people look at you in a funny way mm. the second thing is um how I feel about as I, as I get older right how I feel about this whole thing is it's almost like what the worst football club in the world they have a slogan that's Millwall Football Club scummiest <laughs> football club in the world but their, their slogan is no, no one me. likes us we don't care um we don't have the privilege to have the position to say no one likes us, we don't care. But sometimes you have to move that way. Like, they don't like us, mm. I don't care. Mm. You understand? Mm. This is why This is why you often hear with like a lot of Nigerians, yeah, oh, mum, am I British? No, you're Nigerian, brother. And just move on and done. Because they'll have the opinion, I can't come and die. Mm. Get it how you live. That's their That's their opinion, isn't it? Like, mm. it's, it's a like lot of them, isn't it? It's a survival thing as well to protect like, your it. emotions. Like, because people know that their kids are going to enter these spaces, as much as you're born here, you're never really truly from. Mm. Yeah, you're never welcome. A lot of us where are you like, from? Oh, from? Mm. Yeah, where no are you ones. from? From and all of that stuff. And mm. it's like you're never really truly from here. So our parents tell us these things first and foremost. You know, you're the Jamaican. You know, that's uh, to tell us these things and to let us know that oh, like you have an identity or you at least belong somewhere. If I go mm. to Jamaica, I'm going to mm. be welcomed mm. regardless. Mm. Regardless of anything. So I want to. What you don't I think, think so? No, that's that's a different discussion. Yeah, 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 that's a different yeah, yeah, discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going 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 home. That, like, see you as then, English home, innit? Like, and being uh, seen as a foreigner yeah, in yeah, the, yeah, the land where your parents were. Yeah, that in season two, episode two. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's listening. How you remember, how you remember the exact episode, bro? Because I remember, bro. I remember. 
But I'm, I'm oh, like, cool. you said I'm, grab the box set. I'm also I'm really asking questions. Grab I'm also really set. conscious of the fact that we have kind of run out of time on this episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's, I kind of want to wrap it up. And we've also got our guest for our next episode already in the studio with us. But sort of a summary for anyone listening of this conversation. So we've talked about Britishness versus Englishness. Um, do we identify more as British or as English? Sort of got to not really either, I guess, was the overwhelming um, answer. A couple of us more British than English. Tommy Dyer's dad's English, Tommy Dyer's not. Um, but really this idea of there are times when we do celebrate our Britishness or, or England winning at sporting events. But for a lot of a lot of us, perhaps as black people or as non-white people growing up in the UK, um, there's an idea of Britishness and the British flag or the England flag reminding us of a, like a horrible past, which perhaps isn't something to be proud of and something and, we and should a, identify And with. a present as well. And a really. very pre- a horrible present, you're right. Mm. Um, if you've got thoughts on that and you've got thoughts on whether or not you identify as British or English or whether or not you can and should, please do um, get in touch with us at OTB Podcast UK on all of the channels, include like Twitter and Instagram. That's the only two channels. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> e- and then email us at OTB, it's otbpodcastuk at gmail.com. Um, we'd love to hear from you all and please stay in touch and thank you very much for listening over and out